0: Woo-hoo! It's five o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P Man. We, we will, rock you. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94-3, the game is going to get you home, and the P Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes!
1: Pirates win! Pirates win!
0: Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94-3, the game. Holy mackerel! Flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
2: All right, on a Monday, we're up and running here. As we are at the midway point of uh, November, it's always uh, you remember November in football as uh, the Pirates uh, suffered a uh, tough, tough defeat. Have a chance to uh, go out on a uh, winning note with some games uh, that'll be played, and uh, there'll be sunshine. How about that? Uh, the uh, game against Houston has a two o'clock kickoff. It was announced on uh, Saturday. We'll have pregame coverage beginning at 11 AM right here on 94.3, the game uh, for you on Saturday, our uh, Fort game day, 2.0.1, where we will have uh, our pirate game day countdown for Bush light, getting you ready for ECU in Houston. And then Saturday, uh, the 26th, the uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving, Shop local Saturday, as they say. Uh, It'll be a 1 p.m. kickoff announced against uh, the uh, Temple Owls in Philadelphia. 10 a.m. Our pregame coverage begins that day. We'll have uh, pirate basketball later on that evening, too. So, Uh, busy sports day, that busy time of year. Ben Byram uh, producing today's show. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Roll the audio. And, you know, coach has got his birthday tomorrow, Ben. Did you know that?
3: Oof! Well, hopefully he gets yeah. a win this week to kind of make up for yeah him
2: for uh, Friday. Yeah. Mike Houston, maybe maybe they'll bring him a dessert tonight. No at, shout out uh, for me, Logan. Uh, patience, there. Okay. There, there's a lot of other much more important things. What a diva! Uh, yeah, it's you're a not even much. gonna mention me. It's a little bit of a turnoff. You're you're acting. You know, remember what I told you the other day? You were acting like a certain somebody, and it's not good company to be in. Yes. That was like an on-air move in that certain company. Not good company to be in. <laughs>
1: that
4: was a sound bite. So, That wasn't me this time. Uh, Cookie is here. What's going
3: on? Oh, bro-
0: brother, a- this guy stinks.
3: The but- I, I, my, my finger slipped. The button slipped. I'm sure. I'm sure.
2: Uh, how about uh, Javon Small, AAC Honor Roll? After the Pirates have come back, not once, but twice by double figures. The third biggest and second biggest comebacks since uh, 1981 for Pirate basketball in this uh, 2-0 start. They'll get the Hampton Pirates on uh, Wednesday night. So uh, we'll give away tickets to that and a Chico's Mexican uh, restaurant gift card coming up for you in uh, just a bit.
3: And that one will be the biggest comeback. With the way it's trending right now, you know, third, second, <laughs>
2: you're going to witness history yeah, if you win those tickets. Right, yeah, right. Uh, look, uh, Hampton rolled over in their opener against JMU, and JMU is pretty good, but I mean, like, doubled them up, like 108 to 54 type of. I did not know that.
3: That's pretty. Uh, that's some pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's not good, if, especially if you've got a guy. They've got a coach in. The, Coach Joyner has been there 14 years, so that's a little, that was a little concerning, and then they beat, uh, I guess, an NAIA school, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say that. I, I think it, it wasn't an NAIA school or D2 school or, or something like that that they beat. I, I'm not jumped into the study on them quite yet. Uh, I'll have some be more posted here soon about them on our website. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, yeah. So that'll be that. Um before we go any further, and we're having a little fun and all that, uh, sad news, obviously, out of the University of Virginia in Charlottesville today. Um, and police say uh, that, I guess, a shooting that left three football players at UVA uh, dead is in custody. This is uh, some from the press conference earlier today.
5: University police responded to a call of shots fired in the Culbreth parking garage area. The suspected shooter is UVA student Christopher Darnell Jones Jr.
2: And uh, I guess he was a former football player, so on some level he had to have known these guys. He was just a student at the uh, university is what he's being termed as, but uh, had played football. And then uh, there were two others injured. And uh, there's some reporting out there that says they were connected to the football team also. That's not been confirmed, but it has been confirmed that Ah, uh, three of the football players on the current roster for UVA were were those killed? Yeah, I flipped it over to the ACC network, and I don't want to. I don't want to bag on our brethren in the ACC, and and of course, I see Mark Packers on in the afternoon, and and that's when I automatically knew I was all right, That's strike one, like a big strike one, right?
3: Oof. Okay. Not a Mark Packer guy. <laughs> and. I will say today, it's rightfully just, so. I,
2: I mean, I'll, I'll go. Well, on, I'll go ahead and say it. You know, so I kind of. I mean, ESPN's done a, a horrific job of following this today, and it's really, really. Um, and look, I get the formula for the worldwide leaders, the NFL. We're going to talk some NFL today. I look, Stephen I get a. It. Yeah, I totally get it. Got to go where your bread's buttered. But, I mean, this is a, you know, especially for the ACC Network, this is one of your partners uh, who had a major, major tragedy, you know, uh, beset it. And, 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 I mean, there's just nothing on there. They're doing best catches of the week with with Mark Packer and these other two schleps they've got on there with him. Well, you told me they were doing Florida so stay being Syracuse. Like, who cares? Well, yeah, I mean, well again, they have a formula. And they've got to follow it, but you know, it, 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 look, I, we, I don't want to bring the spirit of what we're doing down today. Uh, but I mean, I just, I think it's a really bad situation up there. It's very sad. Young people, uh, with a lot of promise mowed down, uh, so early, so young in some, some guy who obviously had some kind of issue or mental, we don't know, but obviously, uh, being a former football players has been reported. He had some connection to these guys and to these, uh, other students. And it's just a, a bad, a bad deal. And then, and look, he were, he was reportedly on police radar there for something he had done a couple months ago. So, uh, we kind of get back to that refrain. Uh, there'll be, you know, familiar calls for certain things to be done. Uh, but you know, if this guy were on a radar and, and, made aware it's it makes you wonder what was uh, what was going on there so uh, just, just a little disappointed in the coverage of that and again I understand you can't hold a funeral on live TV like that but uh, that's I just found that odd I don't know all right moving on uh, to uh, to other things uh, we've seen pirate basketball get a win uh, congrats to the U- uh, ECU women they knocked off UNC Wilmington yesterday blew them out 38 turnovers no, 39 turnovers. Second game, they've forced that many turnovers this season. So they're off to the 2 and one start. And uh, congrats to my guy, Adler Augustine, the uh, volleyball coach. They uh, won yesterday in five sets at Memphis. So that gives them double-figure wins for the first time since 2019. So a uh, young uh, Pirate team, they're building things up uh, there. Tell you what, we'll grab a break, uh, come back and uh, run through some of our cuts, get a little more into the uh, football game from Friday night. And uh, and all of that, uh, let us uh, go to break, say we'll take caller five at uh, 252-561-GAME, 252 Your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the ECU basketball game this weekend, or excuse me, this Wednesday against Hampton, and a Chico's Mexican gift card uh, will be coming your way as well. So uh, caller five now, 252-561-GAME, 252 252-561- 561 4263. We'll uh, take caller 5 there, and we'll do a Pirate Report when we get back.
0: Dan Patrick Mornings, Adam Gold Midday, and Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. All right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game.
2: You know, a lot of plays from the uh, game could be uh, observed under the microscope and look back through. Um... You know, just I think too many explosion plays on the kick return by Cincinnati and then the two slants that just went for big yardage. You can't have that. Uh, Pirates played great, though, in the third quarter and showed a lot of guts after uh, trailing in that one. What was it, been 21 to 5?
3: Yeah, it was a Uh, hard score because of that safety. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And look, I... I certainly, and and, you know, you see, you had some other opportunities with the, the, I think the two point catch at the end, we discussed it briefly on the post game, but having gone back and that's a play I have gone back and watched uh, a few times and that was a blown call. Why it didn't get reviewed. I don't know. You're talking about the CJ Johnson play. No, no. Was, the, uh, the, the the play where Winstead caught the ball on the two point. Oh yeah, try. that was
3: bad. That I forgot up. all about that. That should have been a two point conversion all day. That I was didn't.
2: an awful, awful uh incorrect call.
3: The fact there's no and, review like blew me away. Right. Like, not even right, not I, a and, doubt in their mind that it was not a two point conversion. And,
2: and look, I mean, and I, look there's a lot of guys and, and ladies who are officials who probably listen to the show. I know a few that do. I, I, I have got it in my head a long time ago. They're going to blow calls. You can't. They're human. They're just gonna. They're gonna blow calls. The game's moving faster than nowadays at all levels, and a lot of them are capable of handling. And that's just the way it is. But that's that's why we have the replay mechanism in place. So that to me is the most egregious call. Now, you know, pirates punning to them. Again, not the greatest punt on earth. Gave them the ball at the 40. I understand ECU was deep in their own territory. But, you know, that's what kind of led to the go-ahead score. And um anyway, it just uh again you could you could analyze a lot of plays. Uh this is Coach Houston on how he thought the uh the game went immediately following this was uh, his reaction.
6: I just feel like we let one get away, He's just you know, made a couple plays in the first half. If we make those plays or, you know, make the tackle on the kickoff return, uh, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game, but I, you know, the way the kids battled back in the second half and, uh, got the lead, uh, and just, you know, just need to be able to finish it off there at the end. And, you know, certainly that, you know, Cincinnati's a, a, a really quality opponent. Uh, but I uh, just really felt like we, you know, should have had that one.
2: Yeah, and uh, Coach talked about. I I don't think this was the final play where they were trying to toss it around on the laterals and and C.J. Johnson got banged up. I think he's talking about that kind of, you know, maybe four minute drill where they had it late. Or actually, uh, yeah, yeah. Final drive pretty Uh, much. Yeah, it was basically the final drive uh, and and coming up uh, uh, without points on that
6: drive. This is Mike Houston on that. We had the ball at the end with a chance to drive and score and. you know, just uh, just really disappointed. We weren't able to score there at the at the very end.
2: And then uh, he talked about the hit that essentially knocked Keaton Mitchell out of the game.
6: That's one of the dirtiest plays I've seen in years. Short and sweet.
2: Uh, I've not seen anything handed out from the uh, office today in Texas. The AAC. Do you they honestly did, expect uh, it,
3: them to do something? Just based on their history, uh, do you expect them to do anything?
2: No. Well, again, they—you know—the guy was ejected. So from that standpoint, it was—he was ejected for targeting, and that's the rest of that game, first half of the Cincinnati's next game. Yep. So I mean, from that standpoint, the punishment has been doled out. Um. But this is what uh, Coach Houston said he was wanting to see from. Um, from the conference office.
6: But there's targeting and then there's that. I don't know. Hopefully the conference will do something about it, but that's just, there's no call for that.
2: And that of course meant Keaton Mitchell was not returning. Now there was uh reported on the network afterwards that Keaton Mitchell was uh very alert, engaged in conversation, a naturally upbeat guy. He was upbeat. So
3: Chris saw him at class uh, today. So,
1: he looked and normal Chris to me. Chris saw him
2: class today.
3: Yeah, he just yeah, he looked so. like he was just
1: chilling. And so. Chris
3: is a doctor, so... Wait, what? He looked normal to him. Oh, yeah, I am a doctor,
2: and he
4: looked normal, yeah.
2: So, uh, Keaton Mitchell, um, this is uh, Coach Houston on, on losing Keaton for the rest of the game, and Marlon Gunn stepping in.
6: It, it does. It, it hurts us not having him. I mean, obviously, he's... You know, one of the best players in the league. But uh, I thought Marlin came in and played very, very well. Uh, just really proud of him and how he competed. So uh, it's just uh, you know, it just I, I hate I just hate losing Keaton like that.
2: It was tough. And look, I mean, if he was okay, uh, obviously I think you're erring on the side of you don't put a guy back in after that hit. Obviously, they had a decision to make and, and decided why they didn't return him at all. Uh, but by all accounts, people who've been around Keaton Mitchell, including Cookie, uh, who says Keaton Mitchell is fine in class today. So that's good. I mean, that's a that's a positive thing. Uh,
6: on what changed the ball game, the explosion plays? Coach Houston, go. You just, can't, you just can't give up the explosive plays and the kickoff return. That's it. That's that's the ball game right there. I mean, that's the second half. We did a great job getting back in it.
2: They did. Uh, third quarter looked great. Uh, Holt Naylor's in the postgame. His reaction to the loss at Cincinnati.
7: came up short you know it's tough you know our heart hurts and all of our goals kind of you know winning this game uh we're, you know trying to get to a conference championship something you know, this team's never done the american before so uh just proud the guys probably the fight uh we knew coming in at halftime that uh we had the team to to bring it back and to win it in the fourth quarter and we, we just didn't get it done tonight
2: all right cj johnson uh Reporting that he uh, was fine after observation was uh, loaded into the uh, ambulance after the game, he was down on the field. Uh, ben, did you did you get a look at that last play?
3: Uh, yeah, they lateraled
2: somebody. it. Yeah, I mean, he got driven down into the turf pretty hard.
3: He got pretty much dumped on his on his head neck area. I mean, it was yeah. it was. I I I think that was dirty for sure. I mean, I think that. The defender there was a little bit out of line. He was already towards out of bounds. He was getting ready to step out. He didn't have to take it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that was a little bit too much. Should have been a flag on that call.
2: Well, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Um, at
3: that point, it was over. They're ready to go home. Friday uh, night, they're trying to to light some mouth cannons, you know, call it a night.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, C.J. Johnson... this was Holton, and again, at this point, it was not known that CJ—you know—he'd just been taken to the ambulance, so those emotions were high. This is uh, Holton Ayler's, uh on CJ Johnson.
7: Yeah, um, he's on the way to the hospital right now. So Just—you know—sending prayers to him. Um, you know, I—I I believe that football is a—a huge deal. I do, but uh, um, you know, the, the health of him is, is a bigger deal right now. So I'm um, just just praying for him, and you know, all those uh, tests, that whatever he's about to do over there at the hospital, and just praying for the doctor's hands—they're going to be watching over him here tonight.
2: And the good news is everything was okay, uh, came back and uh, arrived back in Greenville Saturday. So uh, good news there. I would suspect C.J. Johnson will be uh, a go, but we'll maybe find out more tonight at 6 o'clock on the uh, Inside ECU Athletics with Mike Houston show from Logan's Roadhouse. Uh, this was Holton also talking about the Keaton Mitchell play. This has got some. Uh, this has gotten some uh, play over the last couple of uh days particularly on social media let's hear Holt Naylor's in his own words on it
7: he's probably the best player in our conference I mean it definitely hurt us and uh I mean I 100% think uh they were trying to take him out there it was was extremely dirty play and and they're known for that they're known for doing some dirty stuff so uh yeah that's all my comment on that there you go
2: well look Cincinnati is uh very much in the uh, in the thick of things now in the uh, American, especially that Tulane loss. And, well, Tulane, yeah, and and game probably not as close as uh, the final would indicate. I know they they. Oh, UCF, UCF dominated. jumped out. Yeah, Tulane came back, uh, tried to make a game of it, but uh, UCF now and Cincinnati are both at five and one. Uh, Cincinnati's got Tulane next week. So, assuming the Bearcats win this week and Tulane wins that, that game, essentially, is for a berth in the um, in the conference championship. Again, a lot has to happen. UCF, uh, Ben, who does UCF have? They got Navy this week at home, and that's at 11 a.m. And then they'll play South Florida the following week. So, you think you would think UCF would be favored in both those? Um, and but you know, look, Navy almost rallied to beat Notre Dame. For what that's worth, so um,
3: Is Notre Dame you know, still ranked maybe... somehow.
2: It seems like they always get the
3: benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah, uh,
4: as a Notre Dame fan, know. they definitely get
2: ranked way way higher. Whoa, than whoa, wait a minute! Whoa, 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 wait a minute! Wait a minute! Back that up. What
3: say do you say? That say? Again? What do you just say? What do you say to me?
4: As a Notre Dame fan, they're always ranked higher. Wait, than Wait, what they... was that
3: again? What? I didn't know this. Do did you, you do, ben? do you hear I'm this guy, Irish.
2: Patrick? They're up two to eighteen, by the way, this week, which is bizarre. I did the twenty. Yeah, I'm two percent Irish. is that was, was that were that a cookie impression, Ben? That was me. That, 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 that
3: was a cookie impression, yes. Yeah, like that was my fake okay. laugh. Like, you're so
2: funny. No, no, I I, I know that was you <laughs> cookie. I'm just saying I, I didn't know if Ben was saying that he was 2% Irish too and so he was claiming no, Notre Dame fandom no. as well.
4: It's alright, I'm often imitated.
2: Okay. Wow. Okay. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I I didn't know you were uh I, I didn't know you were a Notre Dame fan though. Yep. Uh pi- pirate ba- okay. Look, pirate basketball. He, he is. It's a little, you know. It, you're a Yankees fan too, aren't you? The no, I I, I I don't like them. They can't even have beers. What's c- the deal with that? <laughs> and you have one, yes. Uh, basketball rallied to win down 19 on Saturday. They come back and uh, end up winning by 20. There was a 40-point swing in that game at one time. Uh, and this is Coach Swartz uh, as his team moved to 2-0 and in the
5: young season. And Caleb, and Caleb uh, obviously extremely... Uh... Pleased with the second half. Uh, can't say that about the way the game started. Um, it's not. It is not by design to build these uh, double-digit deficits, and I mean, we. We that is not something we're looking to do. And it just obviously coincidental that it's happened these first two games. We're going to do everything we can to get off to better starts. Uh, but. Really, really proud of how the guys uh, responded. Uh, Most importantly, and I think that I know everyone's going to talk about RJ and Javon and scoring the basketball, and and they did. Fantastic. But that group of uh, Caleb LeCount in the first half, Valentino, Pinedo, uh, Saxby Sunderland, David Kasanganai, Benjamin Baella, and Ezra Osar, when they came in with when we were in foul trouble, and knowing that we were without Brandon, and we had to play some different lineups, just really proud of that young group of guys. That because they kept us within striking distance, uh, because they rebounded the basketball and they defended with great energy. Um, and, and then obviously RJ, Javon, and Caleb scoring the basketball was was a huge piece. Caleb
2: LeCount might be my favorite uh, new basketball player, Ben.
5: Me too.
3: It's an underdog story. Stand yeah, up. Yeah, no, short, he's great. Five eight is a stretch,
2: by the way. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I do know that he is fearless, and he's great, brought him great energy. Uh, this is Coach Schwartz who says the offense has to play better in the first half.
5: I mean, again, tonight, that when we got out there on the court tonight, there was uh, three seniors, I think, in the starting lineup, or two seniors and a junior, and particularly backcourt guys that were that are older players that have played a lot of minutes. But that being said, that's not an excuse. We have to find a way to be better to start games, and what happened tonight was not that different than mercer because to be honest their first three three or four shots they made our defense was not the issue the defense we were playing defense we weren't as aggressive and obviously causing as much disruption as we did later in the half and clearly the second half but the biggest thing was that they were making some tough shots and you give them credit they got really good players on the other end is where we were really struggling I mean, we, we were abysmal in the first 10 to 12 minutes of the first half, and we were really struggling. And that was a clear indicator where your offense can really hurt what's going on on the defensive end because the other team is just gaining confidence and confidence with every stop, with every miss three, and there was a lot of them to start that uh, game.
2: And then uh, Coach Schwartz says the team had very little off-the-ball movement on the offensive end, especially early, and that hurt them.
5: You know, here's the deal, without Brandon, Brandon keeps that floor spread for us really well uh, because of the fact of his threat to pop and also his threat to play out of the short mid-post area off ball screens. So we didn't have that tonight. And ball ended up just swinging around the perimeter. And I don't think the ball stuck as much as the ball was moving, but we were standing. Hit one guy, he looked to do something, hit the next guy. The ball didn't stick in one guy's hand, but we had very little off-ball movement creating rotations. Presbyterian is a pressure team that wants to play one-on-one defense, and they did a really good job of doing that. They don't want to help off. They don't want to rotate. So those eight turnovers we had in the first ten minutes of the game was because on drives – and we had showed them this and told them this, and they've seen it, but it's different when you get out there. You drive the ball, we preach drive to pass, drive, kick, and now they're not helping off anybody. And now you're in there and you got to go finish, and now you see Benjamin tried to drop the ball, he throws it out of bounds. Ezra tries to throw the ball when he, all he needs to do is really attack the basket, he throws it out of bounds. So part of it was getting used to it, but I give Presbyterian a lot of credit. They're a really good defensive team, and they always have been. Coach Farrell does a great job.
2: Coach Schwartz says the bench is what gave the pirates a chance to win.
5: You're 100% right. And and again, it was I mean Valentino, he hasn't played yet. I mean he got in and he Val was as big a reason why we stayed in that game because of his offensive rebounding and probably the defensive things he did that go unnoticed in the stat sheet. How he plays ball screens, how he plays off the ball, some of our schemes that were in what he needs to do and he did them to a T. Okay? He actually came in, gave up an offensive rebound, went out, and we gave him a second run, and he went in, and, and, and at that point he really did well. But whether you call it Caleb or Dave, Saxby, Val, Ezra, there's no doubt about it that that was the group that changed an energy standpoint. I mean, I think we cut it to six or seven after being down 19. And you know, and obviously we took a lead in the second half, but it was that group that kept, gave us even a chance
2: and coach Schwartz talked about uh, the play of Caleb account
5: but Caleb so, uh, I don't know advance uh, he's got such a long way to go in terms of understanding just some of the nuances that he's got to be great in and maybe that's transition defense, whether that's teams trying to attack him in the post, because you know they will. You know, they see Caleb, they think, and this was a team with Crosby, James, and Reddish that posts up their guards. I mean, those are big physical guards. So we knew going into the game we're going to have to deal with that, especially when Caleb's in the game. I mean, Javon's a big guard. Jaden's a big guard. Quentin's a big guard. But when Caleb keeps learning how important those details are, to your point, as an offensive player, I said this when he got to – greenville caleb's been scoring the ball at his size for a long long time he knows how to do it and that doesn't mean it's going to translate with the same volume as it did in high school or anywhere else but caleb knows how to score the basketball
2: and uh let's see uh caleb lecount now says that uh he needed to spark the game somehow and then when he came in that's what he was looking to do
6: uh no we we work on that, I was getting up shots before the game and it, it felt good so I had to come in and spark the game somehow.
2: Uh, more from Caleb LeCount here who uh, says that he has to be aggressive when facing bigger opponents. I,
6: I definitely have to work on that and um, fortunate enough to have a guard on our team Jaden Walker who's a big guard so in practice I have to guard him a lot with actions like that and we work on front of the post because I have to at my size and I just got to be aggressive.
3: You got a pro comparison for Caleb account. Um. Oh, wait, what did you say, Chris? Mugsy Bows. Of
2: course. <laughs> Not Kevin Durant. How about huh? Michael Adams. How about Michael Adams? There we go. There we go. The way he can score the ball, and the way I think he'll be able to score the basketball. I he drives to the the hoop a lot. Who is Who is one of the uh, little men that drive to the the hoop a lot?
3: Isaiah Thomas, but not the old school one. Isaiah Thomas,
2: yeah, the new school Isaiah Thomas. There you go. Uh, R.J. Felton had twenty was twenty three in the second half. He said he had to bring energy.
6: Well, well, I seen him K one shoot a whole lot of threes. Like he was he was bringing energy, so I had to bring I had to bring some energy.
2: And uh, then this is R.J. Felton says the bench uh, getting hyped up helped him with his performance after halftime.
6: Uh seeing the bench, when you look at the bench after you get a big bucket and, and your your brother's hyping you up, it just makes you want to do it again and do it again and do it again. So it, it definitely see, helps the game. You also see your uh, strength and condition coach getting up there too. He always, he's the hype man for <laughs> real, though. <honest.
2: laughs> <laughs> Javon Small again, uh AAC honor roll Ben will have more on that uh in just a bit. All right, let's um Let's, uh, do a pirate, uh, well, let's do a, a break here. And when we come back, Ben will have, uh, well, let's, let's do Ben's update. Then we'll do a break. How about that? So an update of up your old man, old man. Come on. An update. I'm just, I'm looking at a ridiculous headline, an update, a, um, commercial, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some NFL. How about that guys? Seems All right. Good. Uh, it is the Patrick Johnson show. Here is Ben. B-Baby Byram with a 94.3 The Game sports update.
3: We lead off with the biggest story of the day. A suspect is in custody after three active football players for the University of Virginia were killed and two other students were injured by a former UVA football player. The suspect, Chris Darnell-Jones, opened fired on a charter bus full of students on the way to see a play that resulted in a 12-hour lockdown. Those who unfortunately passed included UVA football juniors Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis, and Deshaun Perry. Moving on to ECU football. Despite rallying from a 21-5 deficit, ECU came up short at Cincinnati the Bearcats come away with the win to keep their home win streak alive at home 32 straight Mike Houston on
6: the 27 to 25 loss I thought like we don't want to get away it's just you know make a couple plays in the first half if we make those plays or you know make the tackle on the kickoff return uh, you know it's a it's a different ball game but I you know the way the kids battle back in the second half and uh, got the lead, uh, and just you know, just need to be able to finish it off there at the end. And you know, certainly the you know Cincinnati's a a, a really quality opponent, uh, but uh, just really felt like we you know should have had that one. Kickoff for EC's
3: final home game of the season has been set for two o'clock on Saturday. Coverage begins at 11 a.m. on 94.3 The Game with our Bushlight Park game day countdown with Patrick Johnson live. On site, right outside of Daddy Ficklin Stadium, Town Bank Towers, right by the Pirate Club gates. Be sure to check them out. Say hello to Cookie. Say hello to Phil, the ref, Pilkington, all those guys, and bring them some food. They're going to be hungry. Trailing by 19 in the first half, East Carolina's basketball team rallies for a 77-57 win over Presbyterian on Saturday in Greenville. R.J. Felton scored a career-high 23 points, including 22nd half points as the Pirates move to 2-0. Head coach Michael Schwartz talks about the win.
5: Uh, Obviously, we're extremely uh, pleased with the second half. Uh, can't say that about the way the game started. Uh, it's not, it is not by design to build these uh, double digit deficits. And I mean, we—that we, that is not something we're looking to do. And it's just obviously coincidental that it's happened these first two games.
3: ECU back home on Wednesday against Hampton. Tip off for of that game, is set for 7 o'clock. Pirate guard, Javon Smaller, in a spot on the AAC's weekly honor roll for his performances in the Pirates' first two wins this week. His first appearance on the list of his career. The East Carolina women's basketball team took down UNCW 76-49 Sunday in Menji's Coliseum. Three Pirates scored in double figures as the team scored 46 points off of 39 turnovers forced. Alexia Rose finished the game with 18 points and six steals. Behind just the fourth 100-dig performance in program history, East Carolina volleyball held off Memphis 3-2 in an American Athletic Conference matchup Sunday afternoon. Pirates recorded double-digit wins in this season for the first time since 2019 while winning their third five-set decision of the campaign. And wrapping it up, breaking news, formal Central's Josh Short has officially announced his commitment to the University of New Orleans. That's going to do it for your 94 through the Game Sports Update. This 94th through the Game Sports Update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. More the P-Man on the other side this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show.
0: More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. 94 3, the game. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go! On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94 3, the game.
2: What has this been?
3: It's Kentucky Headhunters.
4: Eh, I don't know about that one. If it's not. I thought we were going to do NF.
3: I thought we were going to do NFL music, NFL music coming back. We can do NFL films. NFL films music.
2: I thought we were. We got a science No, that's fine. Well, we don't need to play it now when we go through some of this. I mean, uh, before we get into this, how about them Wolfpack? Oh, that was great. They're garbage. I mean, they Dave tarials. Doran continues well they're actually winning in November. Uh, Dave Doran continues to just be this chronic underachiever in Raleigh, does he not? Yeah, I agree, and he's a dope. <laughs> I mean, there's just no there's no way you could continue to you know they play in the same division as Clemson. Obviously, Florida State, when good is good, uh, seem to be back on a... Wake Forest has had their number saved this year. But, I mean, this was Boston College. who I don't even think was bowl... was playing for nothing. Like, they couldn't get bowl eligible. They didn't have an outside shot where if they won... Yeah,
3: there's no chance this year yeah, they hey, get bowl eligible. They've right. officially been ruled out. Right.
2: Yeah, they, they were ruled out long before this game. Dave Doran after the loss to uh, BC
1: in Raleigh at home. Yeah, I don't know really what to say. Um, Pretty down for these kids. Obviously, we didn't play well enough to win, didn't coach well enough to win, and and, uh, always put that on me. I thought um, turning the ball over three times in the second half changed the game uh, in their favor. I hate it for these seniors. Great group of young men. And we didn't get it done and you had bought boston college some credit at the same time we had plays there we got stuffed on fourth and one on the goal line in the first half thought drake made a fantastic play um disappointed the uh, flag was thrown on a play like that thought it was a bang bang play to win the game and i don't know how you throw that flag but uh really disappointing call for that official but there were other plays in the game that we could have made that it wouldn't have come down to that, and we didn't. Other calls we could have made. So it's gonna be a tough night, and uh, we'll get back together tomorrow and regroup and work hard to finish. Too
2: bad. So sad. I mean, does he? Yeah. I mean, you can hear like the the anguish in Mike Houston and frustration and disappointment after the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. I thought he was yeah, he's cry. just like, yeah, whatever. We lost. So what have I mean,
3: Pack fans dialed back their expectations to now because they've dialed it back like seven <laughs> times this year. So is it just a random bowl game now?
2: Uh, Charlotte is their expectation. The, Still? the artist form of the Mayo Bowl. The Mayo Bowl is their. expectation. Okay, all right. I thought no, no, not not Charlotte for the champion. No, 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 no. That's that's done been decided, Ben. That's done been decided. I was about to say, this does a
3: surprise with Wolfpack fans. They didn't get the memo. They still think they have a chance, despite the fact that the uh, UNC and Clemson are already, already in. That's already happened. That's locked in.
2: Before we get to uh, games from yesterday in the National Football League, tonight we got the Eagles and Commandos.
4: Correct. Correct.
2: Undefeated Eagles, Washington, I mean, Wolf. And, you know, I, I think uh, Buck and Aiken, I mean, they're right at home. It's NFC East in November when, oh, draw a big TV number when the game's a uh, a dog, right?
3: Snoozer of a game, snoozer of commentators. You know, it all matches up. It's perfect.
2: <laughs> I think they've actually been pretty good this year on there. They've, they've improved. I don't give that, them that duo, much. They, they've had a little life... Uh, Charged into him. Of course, they're getting paid enough money that would be more than enough to charge life in anybody. Uh, do you have uh, any thoughts? Been really quick on. They're going to go back to Baker Mayfield for the game at Baltimore Panthers. Are? Um. Well, I think
3: sadly he probably gives us the best chance to win right now, and uh, he's the only quarterback seemingly healthy. It seems like besides Sam Darnold, and I. I don't know. I at this point, whatever okay. you could throw anybody out there. I saw they signed Derek King. Give him a shot doesn't matter at
2: this point. Oh, they did sign to you. Okay, wow. Former Houston that? Cougar. Yeah. Former Miami Houston Hurricane. Houston Cougar. Yes, that's true. That is true. Yeah, if you care about that. Uh, this is... This is... um, Game of the day yesterday was the Vikings and Bills. I actually got off of it at the two-minute warning. I thought, well, there's no way.
4: Oh, but well, you missed the... Wow, that was a crazy ending to that game.
2: I went back and, and ended up watching it, yeah. But, I mean, that was... Wow, game of the day, maybe the game of the year, Cookie said. Oh, it's this is definitely Kirk the game Cousins. of the year. Kirk Cousins says he's never seen anything like it.
7: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's an interesting situation just because I understand how and why that can happen. Um, and also, um, you know, you have to get out. You don't want to have a safety and kick it back to the other team. What was he talking about there?
4: I think he's talking about that crazy Justin Jefferson catch, right? Uh, that's okay. the craziest catch I've ever seen.
2: Well, Justin Jefferson was talking about the catch that he made on fourth down with one hand. The defender had two hands on it, but he took it away from him.
7: Just the way my body, uh, I went up, uh, him catching the ball in his hands
1: and me taking it from him. Um, I mean, the whole the whole play was, was crazy.
2: Josh Allen says he really struggled in the second half.
7: Uh, losing sucks. Sucks this way even worse. Um, horrendous second
2: half. I gotta be better. I gotta be better. Cookie's excited because his uh, team, the front-running phony that he is,
4: I'm back on the train, roots baby. I'm
2: back on and, the train and uh, back rooting for the Packers after they came back and beat the Cowboys yesterday, rallying from two scores down. Your guy um, is it, Jair Alexander? Yes. Should have been flagged.
3: Eh? Cookie was looking ridiculous on ECU's campus today. I got word that he was decked out in all of his Packers gear. See, I can't go anywhere without somebody oh.
4: seeing me and being like, oh, look, Chris is wearing all Packers stuff.
2: What it's a, a bit much what a um, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy back in uh, Green Bay for the first time. And letting uh, on letting that 14-point lead slip away.
6: We're totally... <laughs> in control of that game as, you know, as far as our viewpoint. And, you know, and, and I felt when we got the ball that we were going to go down a score and, and then see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's very disappointing. I'm very disappointed for the players.
2: Let's hear some Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yes. the GOAT.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he hated that man for like a good Oh, five what are you three. talking about?
4: I've always thought he was the
3: GOAT. All right, Ben. Which one? Which one? We got two of
2: them. I, I just, I was kind of leaving it up to you there. I, 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 I guess they're do a that. Bit, yeah. Last week yeah. was definitely
6: a low, rock bottom-ish, for sure. Disappointment. <laughs> and I oh, felt like that that was funny. the bottom, and it was only up from there.
3: Apparently Chris was with them all the way. Even oh yeah, you know it, They're, they're going bottom. to the Super Bowl. Oh jeez, here we go. I think.
2: Well, I thought they were before the season. Uh, let's see. That may have, sa- that saved yesterday, the Packers season, at least for now. Cookie hey, save their
4: season. They can get a wild card spot, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. They're, oh, yeah, definitely. In the NFC, they're very much in the mix. Super Bowl, baby. Very much in the mix. I don't know about that. Uh, all right. Uh, that is that. Uh, ben, what we got a line on tonight? I, I, Look I w- that up and tell me okay. what we yeah, just look it up and tell me when we come back. Don't guess. Look it up and tell me when we. we for our degenerate gambler friends out there, they want to know. All right. Uh, we'll be back right after uh, this to wrap things up on The Patrick
0: Johnson Show. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man.
2: Happy hour for me never starts till
1: after five. Me either. And this is only number three.
0: Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates.
2: No word, at least that I've seen yet, whether, uh, College of or Coastal Carolina rather will play uh, against UVA this weekend. They're scheduled to uh to play uh and uh, no word yet on uh, whether that'll go on. Of course uh the uh, Chanticleers and their coach uh offering uh words of uh condolence and encouragement to the uh, UVA folks uh, today. Uh that uh that, uh, is a tough story. Really is really, really a tough story. We've got, um, kind of the time of year, FCS level, V two level where coaches are, uh, not having their contracts renewed or, uh, not, uh, coming back and, and resigning something in those lines. No, uh, Charleston Southern today decided not to renew the, uh, contract of Audrey Denson, who, uh. Of course coached them last year, uh, when they gave ECU a game in Greenville and then Catawba and their coach, who was uh, one of their great players all time, uh, coach Walker there, um, uh, has, uh, uh, resigned his post there. Uh, so Curtis Walker, uh, resigning at Catawba, I know Catawba's on the uh, D2 recruiting trail quite a bit, um, uh, players in the East and that sort of thing. Uh, he, have, have you guys ever run a marathon? Ben, I, I doubt this, but... Uh, no, come on. Have you ever on, run yeah. one, Ben? No. no. Cookie, you No, you run I, I no? have
4: not. Mad respect to the people that can do that.
2: A guy in... Uh, where is this? Uh, let's see here. This was in China. Chinese marathoner smokes opponents with a three-and-a-half-hour marathon time while ripping lung darts, Ben. Awesome. He chain-smoked the entire time. Oh, he was awesome. smoking
3: cigarettes the whole time?
2: <laughs> he chain-smoked the entire Oh, time, I love you
3: know? that. This is my dude, man. He's used to the smog in uh, in China. You know, He's, It was not a thing <laughs> for him. What a gangster. Uh, there you go. Illegals, Eagles 11-point um, favorites. Not the illegals. The Eagles 11-point favorites
2: tonight. Ah, the Eagles are an 11-point. Ooh, that's a big number in the NFL. That is, yeah.
3: They're basically saying it's going to be a blowout.
2: That's a- yeah, that's a big number in the NFL. Give me that. I, I'm I'm on that all day.
3: You got to bet five hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars on the Eagles.
2: Is that right? Yes. So if you wow. bet on
3: the Eagles to win, you got to bet five hundred to win a hundred.
2: Right. It's For entertainment purposes only. That's all. That's all. Uh, Houston huddle tomorrow. It'll be coach's birthday. Uh, we'll have it for you uh, at eight oh five tomorrow on one oh three seven W T I B, and then uh, the encore for you here on The Patrick Johnson Show. The podcast will get posted on 94.3thegame.com during the day if you want to check it out. Uh, Inside ECU Athletics with uh, Mike Houston is next. Thanks to Cookie. Thanks to Ben Byram. Uh, We will uh, have coverage of uh, the press conference tomorrow for the Pirates in football and also uh, Coach Swartz's pregame comments. See you then.